Welcome, everybody, to week six of the NFL season. You are watching the NFL betting show on the Grilly True Sports Network. Make sure you go to BetMGM to find the best sportsbook for betting on the NFL this week. Click on the link in the description below in the YouTube video. Also, make sure you like, subscribe, hit the bell notification, follow us on Twitter at Grueling Truth. I'm your host, Mike Goodpaster. Right now, I welcome one and welcome in my two co-hosts. First up, Steve Risley. How you doing, Steve? Good. <clears throat> you drinking that like a lady. All right. And of course, as I'm always- I'm trying to show off. Uh, I'm getting sponsored by Diet Coke now, so. Oh, that makes sense. You work for Pfizer. You might as well kill all of America. Dan Kornhauser. Also, how you doing, Dan? I'm doing uh, doing a lot better than I was this time last week. I finally had the kind of week that I'd expect. So let's jump into it. And you still couldn't beat me. But last week, me and Dan both went, I think, what, 10 and 5? Steve went 7 and 8, which now for the year puts me still 3 up over Dan and I believe 4 over Steve or 5? Uh, 4. Four. So, Steve, you're still in it. You're only four games out, and it's early in the season. It's like early May in the football Not season. Not a bad week. I, I made some gamble picks, no doubt about it. But, um, yeah, no, it, it happens to the best of us. Hadn't been an undefeated team in college basketball since 1976, Mike, and you know where that was. Yeah, Rutgers. Let's see. Nope, it was. They were undefeated until the Final Four. No, that was 75. No, that was 76. Rutgers was undefeated in that Final Four also, but oh, they lost to Michigan by 11. Okay. All right, guys, let's start off with another riveting Thursday night matchup between the Denver Broncos and the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, do we get too many good Thursday night games? But when we look at this game, Patrick Mahomes is 11-0 against the Broncos, his best record against any NFL opponent. He owns them, whether their defense is good, bad, and right now it's downright terrible after making the Jets' offense look great. That would be the Nathaniel Hackett revenge game. The Broncos are 10.5-point underdogs. I'll start this off. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I know the Chiefs, I think they have some issues right now with their team, Dan, but they're a lot better than the Broncos. Oh, yeah. The, the 10, 10 and a half, I I thought it would be higher, to be completely honest. Um, with it in its current state, I'm I'm definitely going to take Kansas City as well. I don't I don't see how Denver stands a chance, especially after last week's debacle against the Jets. After that game, let me tell you guys, all the Jets fans in New York are like on cloud nine, and they are starting to try to convince themselves that Zach Wilson might be the answer at quarterback, and it's really really painful. But such is the state as a Jets fan. Well, he has played two pretty good games back to back. Yeah, you know, he hasn't and they've really got nothing else to hope for. Let's face it. There's nothing else to hope for there. No, nothing at all. But at least I got pretty soft. All right. Um, Steve, what do you think? Yeah, I I I I concur with you guys. I, I think the problem with the Broncos is Sean Payton. I mean, I just think he's just a mismatch for that organization. And um I don't know about uh, Russell Wilson. I, I, I like, I've always liked the guy. I thought he was always class. Got a beautiful wife, very talented wife um, in Sierra, um, which doesn't have a hill of beans to do with his quarterbacking. Um, but uh, I, 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 the hell is that noise? Not is me. That... Hmm. Is someone dog sneezing or something over there? Nobody I'm else on the line. No, nobody else in the line. All right, okay. so Steve, you're going to tell you, we're just going to make I'm going to go with the Brett, gee, I'll, I'll go cut it short. Yeah, for all the reasons already said, I I agree. Um, ten and a half is, you know, it's always a risky spread in, in NFL games because you never know what's going to happen. But I think that's a pretty safe ten and a half points. So I'll take the Chiefs. All right, next up, we've got the Dallas Cowboys traveling to LA to take on the Chargers. The Cowboys are actually favored by two points here, Steve. What do you think? Ah, Cowboys are reeling right now. I I think that Dax Prescott is not having the uh, – aren't you glad I didn't say Dax Shepard, Mike? Nah, I don't really care what you say anymore. I'm used okay. to it. Well, He's just along for the ride. Bonus yeah. points to anybody know who Dax Shepard's wife is. Dax Shepard? Yeah. It's Dax Shepard. I have no idea who that is. Okay. Well. All right. Anyway, 
Back to the Chargers, Cowboys, and Dak uh, Prescott. Yeah, I, I I think Cowboys offense is just just sputtering uh, under Prescott right now. Their their defense is you know a lot of talent on the defense, but they don't seem to be unified just yet. I mean, Mika Kelly, I still think, uh, or Mika Kelly. Mika Kelly is. Um, who's the linebacker they got? Mika what? Mike Michael Pierce, Parsons. Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons. Yeah, Mike Mika Kelly's. Bonus points, somebody knows who Mika Kelly is. Um, and she actually has a tie to football. So um, uh, I, I think the defense is a lot of talent, not playing well together. Chargers are coming on. Um, Herbert's yeah. starting to air it out. Uh, you know, they're staying healthy right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the two points and take the Chargers in this one. I think I think Chargers win this one maybe by ten points. All right, Dan. This was a tough one for me to pick because on one hand, my initial thought is to go with Dallas in this one. Because to me, I'm thinking they they can't be as bad as they were last week, this week. Dak can't throw a bunch of picks again. And even though the Chargers are coming off their bye week, Austin Eckler's still dealing with his injury. He's still questionable. Not sure if he's going to play. Justin Herbert, I I think he hurt his non-throwing hand uh, in the last game before the bye week. And he kept playing, but uh, he had like a wrap around. I don't know if it was his hand or his thumb, but he had his whole hand like wrapped up. And... I'm curious how that's going to affect him moving forward, if, if that's an actual injury or if it's just like a bone bruise or something. I'm looking for the injury report, but it's not up yet for either team. Um, nothing updated anyway. It's just all the old injuries that we already knew about. So I'm not quite sure where it's going to go on that. If, if Herbert's playing, but he's not 100%, I would go Dallas. If Herbert's playing, he's 100%. I might lean Chargers because this is also a revenge game for Kellen Moore, their offensive coordinator. He got fired by Dallas, went to L.A., and maybe he's going to want to light a fire under his offense's ass, sort of like last week uh, with the Jets and the Broncos game. So maybe that plays part of it, too. And it is in L.A. I'm going to pick Dallas because mostly because they were the first team I thought of to take in this game. And I'm just going to go with my gut on this one. All right, I think this. The Cowboys' offense is sputtering. Dak Prescott is struggling. I think both of these head coaches are gone by the end of the season anyways. But you also have an inconsistent running game with the Dallas Cowboys. You have some offensive line issues. There's nobody that can take the top off the defense, which is a huge issue. Even if Justin Herbert is not feeling that great, I mean, even though I think no Mike Williams this week, he's still going to have Austin Eckler. You're still going to have Khalil Mack on defense. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the L.A. Chargers, and I'm going to go ahead and take the two points with L.A. Now, next up, we've got the Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Seattle Seahawks. The question here is, are the Bengals back? And, you know, right now the Bengals are two and three. The Seahawks are sitting at three and one. The Bengals are favored by three points. I think this is a great matchup for Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase so to stay hot against a very struggling pass defense. And the Bengals have a pass rush with Henderson and Hubbard that I think can take advantage of the Seahawks who are hurting a tackle right now. I think the Bengals covered as easy. I think this is the lock of the week, Dan. I agree with you. Uh, well, I don't know about the lock of the week quite yet. I'll see how I feel at the end of the show. Um, but yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I don't know if the Bengals are quite back yet because Joe Burrow's uh, attempts per com- uh, yards per attempt were still low. I still think he was like high, you know, high fives or low sixes, something like that. It was mostly Jamar Chase going absolutely wild. Fifteen. Well, Trent Irwin had eight catches for like eighty yards too, though. So I mean, yeah. they were just they're killing people with the short pass. But the killing one difference him. was the thing that I saw that tells me they may be back is the fact that Burrow was able to extend some plays in the pocket which he did not do in the first four weeks of the season. And they did throw the ball more than 15 yards down the field a few times. So I I think that it is getting better. The big issue now is can he keep it from being tweaked before it's 100%. And the big thing that helps T. Higgins, 
Uh, and Shadobi Awuzi, their star corner, who's been injured and whatnot uh, with his back injury. Both of them practiced today. So they're both question. Uh, they're both uh, labeled day to day, but the fact that they both practiced is a good sign of that they'll be playing on uh, on Sunday. So if they're both back, even if it's in a limited capacity, that makes them that much better. So I, I think I'm I'm gonna stick with the Bengals here. All right, Steve. Yeah, um, looking at this uh, on paper, you think you know the Bengals at two and three, and the Seahawks at three and one, and, and the Seahawks are coming off a of bye week. So they, you'd think they'd be rested up. But I, I think right now, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow are starting to click. Um, Burrow is, is definitely healing. If he's not completely healed by now, he looks it. Uh, he looks back to being one of the two or three best quarterbacks in the NFL again. Defensively, uh, the Bengals, you know, with Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard rushing well, putting pressure on the quarterback. Quarterbacks are hurting the or the uh, Seahawks are hurting the tackles offensively on, on their offensive line. Gino, eh. Uh, I, I think, you know, like like you said, Mike, I think this is almost a lock of the week. The Bengals minus three, that's a gift. Um, it's a no-brainer pick here. I think the Bengals, I think, are back to where we had them at the beginning of the year. They're a Super Bowl contender again. If they can get everybody healthy get back into it and i think joe burrow is once again joe burrow and that makes for the Bengals being a very dangerous team to play all right I'll next Bengals. next up dan we'll let you go first the detroit lions are three point favorites against the tampa bay buccaneers i'm actually excited for this game this should be a really good game surprisingly the bucks only have one loss uh the lions only have one loss uh, Raise your hands if you thought that was going to be the case at the beginning of the season. I did. I thought I told you that the Bucks would win. Well, we all said that. And everybody picked the – I picked the Lions every week. And everybody has but you, Dan. And what can I say? Be your team. I'm jaded. I'm a Lions fan. I'm tired. My team sucks and I lose every year. Yeah, and you know what? I've seen this show before too. They've started seasons, you know, six and three to only to lose their next six games in a row or or, or vice versa. You know, So I've, I've seen this – this show before um but this is looking like a different lions team i'm not one to make bold declarations in week six i'd like to see how things go over the next month or so because last year for just for example trevor lawrence the first nine weeks of the season looked like an absolute bust failure at quarterback broken after week nine, he looked like a top five NFL quarterback. And now he looks like maybe a bust again. So yeah, yeah. Now sense. he's actually looking maybe not being quite right. But it, regardless, we've seen something stuff like this before. So I'm not getting too ahead of myself. But I am looking forward to two key matchups uh, in this game. I'm excited to see uh, how the Detroit Lions passing game does against this passing defense for the Bucs. Uh, the Bucs have one of the better passing defenses in the NFL. They have one of the better sack rates in the league. They're very solid against the pass. Against the run, however, is a struggle. So I think this could be a game where if their pass defense is as good as it's been and Vita Vea is locking it up up front and David is running around making plays at linebacker and whatnot, then maybe this might be a game where we see the running backs take over for the Lions. See if Judge Amir Gibbs comes back healthy. He did miss last week due to injury. If he comes back, that adds another dimension to their ground game and to their uh, offensive attack. But Montgomery's coming off of a hell of a week. So if they can tote the rock, run the ball 35, 40 times as a team, and control the clock, I think the Lions could come out with a nice dubby here and uh, keep keep the momentum going. So I'm going right. to wait. Bobby Hunt says Mickey Kelly is in Friday Night Lights. I think he means the series. Um, yeah. Robert Stewart says Dallas has problems. Robert Stewart is picking the Lions in this one. Steve, who do you got? Um, I Adding to what you guys said, I'll try and be short about this. I think this game really boils down to the play of either Baker Mayfield or Jared Goff. Uh, I think a lot of things are equal in this. Um, each has some favorites, some, some, some strengths to their teams that you guys have already exploited on. Um, Goff and Mayfield both are playing well, not making a lot of mistakes. I'm just really impressed with Jared Goff. I think that guy's been put through the ringer most of his NFL career. And I think he's found a home. And I think Detroit's found a quarterback. 
Baker, he's played well to date, but we know Baker. Uh, he's capable of just blowing up, and it's about time for him to do that. I like the I like the Lions in here. I think the Lions are a four real team, and are fastly becoming a, a strong threat in the playoffs for the NFC. Um, I'm going to go with the Lions and, and give up the three points here. Yeah, I'm really. I mean, to me, I, I think that the Lions struggled against a very similar Seahawks offense and their only loss at home. Um, I think both these teams are going to be playoff teams at the end of the year. I think they're both going to win their divisions. I, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take Detroit and give the three points in this game, but I think it's going to be closer than people think. And I am a big Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff fan. I became a Jared Goff fan last year when – Whoever was coaching him fixed his issue. Now, Jared Goff, I think this. I think that if they would throw the ball downfield a little bit more, he would become even better. And I think that Jared Goff, this time next year, when we list our top 10 quarterbacks, will be in that top 10. Yo, sign me up. If that's the case, that's a win. And you know what? I'll be the first person to say that. I did not see that coming. Yeah, I, I didn't see it coming might. either. But, I mean, it's what's happened. Yep, we can't deny it. I agree, Mike, and I want to echo your comments. I like both the quarterbacks here, too. I I, I think they both have earned their place in, in NFL lore right now for this season. Um, they haven't just waltzed in and been giving it to them. Both, both quarterbacks have had to earn where they are right now. All right, next up, we've got the Baltimore Ravens, Steve. Three-and-a-half-point favorites. At the Tennessee Titans, but the game, of course, is in London at 9.30 in the morning, which is absolutely asinine and stupid. But who do you like here, Steve? Well, there's an eight-hour time difference um, from London to, What's that got to, do to the it? East Coast. It's five hours to the East Coast and eight hours to us, but pretty significant time difference. So when they say 9.30 or 6.30 my time, think eight, five to eight hours ahead, you know, later in the day. So it's an afternoon game in London. Um Boy, the Ravens are struggling, but I think they're the better team, but they're just not playing well. Titans are coming off of a loss to the Colts, which can break anybody's heart. Uh, you know, when you lose to the Colts, and both teams now have lost to the Colts. So this is the who's second better than the Colts game, really. I guess you can call it that. <laughs> I just thought of that. <laughs> both teams have lost to the Colts. How often can I say that? <laughs> Unfortunately, unfortunately, Jerry, there are on, more teams that have beaten them. <laughs> There's more teams that have beaten them, though. So I know. Like, well, they're three and two. Hang oh, on. are they? I thought they were two and three. They're, they're a non-factor. Go they're ahead. Tied for first in the AFC South, which means they're cream of the crap. But we'll get to that later. These are tied yeah. for being cream. Yeah, of the crap. I know. I know. But that'll break. That tie's going to break later this week too. So, um. Uh, I tell you, Derrick Henry did look tired. I know, Mike, you, you expanded on that last week. No, he looks old to me. Yeah, he looks old and tired. Um, I don't know how many winning efforts he's got left in him. I still think, you know, he still ran for over 100 yards, I think. No, he didn't against the Colts. I think the Colts held him down. Um, Colts and Zach Moss. Or what am I talking about the Colts for? Screw that. Yeah, what are you talking about the Colts for? I know. I, I'm, I'm, I, I know. I know. My apologies. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take the Ravens here and give up the three and a half points. I think You're that right. Lamar Jackson's ready to bust it out. And I'm going to go with the Ravens and give up the three and a half here. Yeah. I, Tennessee secondary is a mess. They don't really run that ball that well. It wouldn't surprise me if the Ravens keep it in the keep them in the game. And a sad thing for the Ravens, Dan, because I'm going to take the Ravens too. It's a bad thing for them. They've lost a couple games they shouldn't have lost, and they could be running away with the AFC North with a hurt Joe Burrow. They could have had a two or three game lead right now, and instead that lead is one game, and that's it. With a Joe Burrow, it looks like he's getting healthy. A Cleveland Browns team that can be kind of scary. You get the Steelers, I think it's a nominally at three and two because Kenny Pickett is atrocious. Their defense is good enough to keep them in games. But I think the Ravens have blown a golden opportunity. And the question here has to be this. Are the Ravens really that good? Were they overrated? Or have they just not hit their stride yet? Wow. Um, I'm not going to say that they're not that good. 
but I'm not going to put them amongst the elite in the NFL. Um, I still think this is a playoff team as long as Lamar Jackson's healthy. I mean, when he plays, all he does is win. I think he's only got like 17 losses as a starter. Or yeah, losses like not the playoffs. All he does is win. Right, but at least during the regular season, all they do is win with him. So if he's healthy, they'll make the playoffs. It's just that simple. Unless something I, drastic happens. I disagree. I don't think they will make the playoffs. Well, there. And I don't think it's Lamar Jackson's fault. I, I still think this. I think sometimes, even though you're a really good coach, is sometimes just been to someplace too long. And I'm just oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. But I mean that—that's my issue there. And I could be completely wrong. They may win out and win the Super Bowl, but I don't know. It just there's something missing in Baltimore right now. For me, part of it is the injuries, and the other part of it is didn't they add a couple of wide receivers this offseason? And wasn't this offense supposed to be all spread out and open and fast and getting the ball out quick? And yeah, but you added a guy in Odell Beckham Jr. And you did draft a guy, but Odell Beckham Jr., I mean, he's hurt more often than he, he's yeah. not. He's so hurt. Does it really help? Bateman's in and out with, with little nicks here and there throughout games. They got Flowers as a rookie, but these guys are dropping too many passes. I don't know what the problem is. This past week was gross. The drop passes, the mistakes in the fourth quarter, they got to they gotta get their act together. I'm going to pick Baltimore in this one only because I think Tennessee is that bad. Their offensive line is awful. Derrick Henry's not getting going to the point where Sharp, the backup, has been looking better. Better and better every week. Um, but it's ugly. It's ugly in Tennessee. It's just a matter of time until they decide to tear everything apart and break it down and start over. Yeah, All just right. a couple of, a couple of humorous points. One is Bob or Robert Stewart says Baltimore's a shorter flight. Mm. You watch the, the commercials now with these guys on these jets that fly over there. Good golly, Miss Molly. They got showers in these jets now. Yeah. yeah. That's a vacation for these guys to get on these planes. Unless so it, you know, they don't crashes. mind that flight at if all. It crashes, um, <laughs> and secondly, you know, the thing about Odell Beckham, Mike, he indicated that he's hurt more often than not. And he never seems to be hurt enough to go to the bank and deposit his paycheck. So Yeah, know, yeah, you're not wrong. Guy makes a lot of money for not playing a lot. So and shout out to him for that. Yeah, <laughs> I can't can't fault him for that. It's like giving Mike Woodson a a hundred million dollar oh, contract. Man. Here we go. You don't need to be jealous when he hadn't won anything yet. Next up, the Washington Commanders at the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons are, are favored by two and a half points. I think it's my turn to pick this one first. And what I saw, the Commanders. I mean, Ron Rivera going to be gone. There's going to be a lot of coaches fired. I think at the end of this year or during this year. And I think the Falcons need to stop the run here. Force teams to pass, and if they can stop the run and force Sam Howell to beat them, they should be in good shape. Um, Desmond Ritter, I think, is ass. I don't think he's an NFL starting quarterback, but I think the Falcons have enough running game and enough defense here. I'm going to take the Falcons and give the two and a half, Dan. I am going to go with the commanders, and it's mostly because of the quarterbacks. Yeah, Sam Howell is nothing special, but he has shown that he can at least move the ball through the air, whereas De Ritter, I mean, Desmond Ritter is just bad, and he had a good game this past week, 300 yards and a touchdown. But I'm going to lean more towards that being a fluke because these are NFL-caliber quarterbacks. Whether or not he should be a starter, he belongs in the NFL, at least as a backup. And these guys – on a good day, should be able to do what Ritter did this past week when everything's clicking, especially with the talent that they have around him on offense. Drake London finally looking good. Kyle Pitts, they're trying to get Kyle Pitts to rock more. Bijan's a beast. So there's a lot of good things going on there, but I just don't trust Ritter at the end of the day. And this line is close enough, two and a half. I'll take Washington. Hey, and we're only running live on Facebook and Twitter right now, and we have like 1,200 people watching. Nice. So, Steve, don't be a dumbass. Who do you got in this one, Steve? <laughs> I, I'm not much I can add to what you guys said. All I can say about this game is, who gives a damn? Um, this damn. is a, a, a non-consequential game. Neither one of these teams. It's consequential when you're four games behind in the Pick'em show, though. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, I, I. Okay. You know, rub it in, Mike. You know. Okay. You know, be a gracious winner. Okay? No. 
I refuse. Try and be a gracious winner. No. All right? Absolutely not. Okay. You know, anyway, all I know is I got three hours of below-deck Mediterranean saved up. If this game's shown in L.A., which it won't be, um, I'm going to watch three hours of me uh, below-deck Mediterranean. What is that? And, oh, uh, is but that? for purposes of the betting pool, I'm going to uh, give up the two and a half points and take the Falcons in this one because the commanders are like our Congress. They suck. All right, next up, we've got the Minnesota Vikings at the Chicago Bears, Dan. The Vikings are favored by three points. Wait, wait, who, who'd you pick, Steve? Washington? No, they, oh, they okay. suck. I'm I just wanted to make sure. Now. I just wanted they to suck sure. less. They suck less, nice. Um, all right, where are we? What are we doing? I missed everything. Oh, yeah, Vikings at Bears, Vikings minus three. I'm going to go with Chicago on this one. And on one side where Desmond Ritter has not inspired me at all, Justin Fields has inspired me a little bit. He has? The last couple He's been weeks. absolutely atrocious in all but the game against the Commanders because I'm sorry, Dan. And, and the Broncos. No. If you thought that it was impressive the way he Ooh. turned the ball over twice in the fourth quarter to lose the game, I don't know what the hell to tell oh, you. Oh, no, no. I, I didn't say impressive. But I comparing mm -hmm. him to Desmond Ritter – I feel better about Justin Fields after the last couple of weeks than Ritter or Zach Wilson or any of these butt That's like saying I feel better about O.J. Simpson than I do Jeffrey Dahmer. You know what? <laughs> One of those is worse than the other. That exactly. much is true. And they both suck. And they both suck. So, yes. So that's where we're at in this one. Minnesota, though, I think Minnesota is absolutely cooked. They can't do anything right. Kirk Cousins looks like a man on an island at this point. I think it's just a matter of time until they move him. I think he's in the last year of his contract. There's no reason to to keep him on the on the team if you're going to win three, you know, four if games. You're not going to put weapons around him, and you're not going to give him a line, and you're and, not going to give him a defense. Let him leave because he's and, too good a quarterback to be dealing with this. And Jefferson is out now. Jeff, uh, Jefferson, yeah. is Jefferson out. Yeah, that's the that's a huge one. So I'm I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with the Bears on this. All right, Steve, Vikings minus three and a half at the Bears. Um, I will remind you guys that the Broncos did beat the Bears in Chicago too, though. Yeah, the only thing I can add here is is that uh, Fields had a good game last week, but he's got to show me consistency. Mm -hmm. And, you know, playing well in this game starts to show some consistency, but I don't – I haven't seen it in his young career yet. Um, the Vikings, I think, are the better team here on paper. And they just got to learn to play it. Uh, not having Jefferson, he's a bear killer. He always plays well against the Bears. Um, but I, I, Kirk Cousins still has some games left in him. And I think the Vikings on paper are a better team. I, I think this is another one of these, like Mike calls it, a tight game. But I, I think the Vikings cover the spread here. I'm going to give up the three, three points and take the Vikings here. Yeah, I, I think the thing here, no Justin Jefferson. It was an absolute Bears killer. Everybody's a Bears killer, though. They still have plenty of firepower. You still got TJ Hawkinson. You got Jordan Addison. You got KJ Osborne. The Bears' pass rush is non existent. The Bears can't run the ball. I think Justin Fields will throw the ball all right, but are his weapons better than Minnesota's? Is he better than Kirk Cousins? I, I started off today thinking I was going to pick the Bears, but Kirk Cousins is worlds better than Justin Fields. And the rest of these teams are, you know, depleted, have not a lot left. So if anybody's going to put somebody on their shoulders and win the game, I'm going to go Minnesota and Kirk Cousins. Right. So. This is one of those weird games, though, because I, this could be a game where, like, Dante Foreman or Freeman or whatever, Foreman, yeah, goes off for, you know, 120 yards against the Vikings. Something weird. This is worth watching. All right, next up, we've got the 49ers, four-and-a-half-point favorites at the Browns. Now, the 49ers look like an offensive machine. They've got everybody healthy. you got Brock Purdy, who I'm still not sold yet, but I'm about to be sold pretty soon. I think if this keeps up, the Browns' two key players, Deshaun Watson and Miles Garrett, are coming in nursing injuries. The Browns' defense is good, I think, but the 49ers are too multiple, versatile, and explosive. So I'm going to take the 49ers and give the four and a half here, Steve. 
Um, yeah, I think the the 49ers are what, Mike? 16 straight regular season games now and leading the NFL. Is that, is that right? Sure. Uh, Brock, I'm pretty sure Brock Purdy hasn't lost in the regular season. No, he hasn't. So no, I, I think, think that yeah, was at least seven games I think last the 49ers year. are an offensive machine. Um, I keep wanting to call Brock Purdy Brock Landers. Let's see if anybody knows who Brock Landers is. Nobody um, cares, but go ahead. Awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see if anybody can come up with who Brock Landers is. Nobody cares. Uh, well, it okay. might be if you've watched the movie. Never heard. Um, okay. Yeah, you probably haven't watched the movie. Happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think this is this is a good test for the 49ers. It's a road game. It's at Cleveland. Cleveland's a better football team than they've been. Um, they're going to put up a game. I don't think four and a half points is a ridiculous spread here. Um, but I, I think the 49ers will, will cover it. But I think on paper, it, it's it's a good spread. But I, like I said, I'm going to take the 49ers and give up the four and a half. Hey, Robert Stewart says to take the Browns. Yeah, wow. that's, that, that's hey, a gutsy and, call. And right now, Robert says, Steve, you had to pick different down four. But the problem is, we're a lot smarter than Steve. So no, if he I, I, with I us, agree entirely. Right now, I'm making picks that I would pick regardless of if I was up for. Hey, it's still four, early so. in the season, Robert. We need to have Robert on. Robert needs to come pick games next week. Yeah, have him on as a guest. There you go. Just yeah, let him pick message, my Robert. He, he'd probably pick better than I do. That's kind of what I was thinking. No, I'm, just, I'm there. That. You know, I can take a vacation. I can take a week off. I get a bye week, don't I? Sure you do. There you go. <laughs> I'm going with the 49ers and giving up four points. I, I And the good thing about being in L.A. is I get to watch all the 49ers games as long as they're not playing at the exact same time that the Chargers and uh, uh, Rams are playing. But 49ers game is always the uh, next game that shows out here. So I'll, I'll get to watch the, the 49ers play that game um, at 1 o'clock, uh, and then I'll get into the uh, other games later on in the afternoon. All right, Daniel. I'm going to say San Francisco, and it's very simple. They're just better yeah. in every aspect. They're better pass offense. They're better rushing offense. They're better defense. They're better against the run. They're, I mean – all around, just just they're just better on every front. And if Brock Purdy is going to play like he's been playing, no turn, uh, no no pick stone thus far. Uh, second in the NFL in passing yards per attempt at nine point two. This kid's not just dumping it off and letting you know his playmakers make plays for him. He's taking shots downfield and he's doing it consistently against man coverage. They don't mind going 20, 30 yards downfield with him. IU, that's where IU shines. So this this is this could be an ugly game, and I'm a little surprised we're going with a line uh, like this. What what is it? Four and a half. Well, it's also in Cleveland. You do have a pass rush that could give them trouble. I think my issue is how healthy are the two studs in Cleveland. If they're completely healthy, Miles Garrett is good enough to make this a close game by himself. Damn near. I don't think Nick Chubb's off. healthy. But, I mean, no, Nick Chubb's out for the year, Steve. I'm, I know. I mean, He's just not healthy. Just to give you an idea, though, on on sports books, I've seen everywhere from five, five and a half, seven in in favor of San Francisco. So, yeah, I would say this: if you can get this at four and a half right now on BetMGM, and you can, at least you could like thirty minutes ago. I would go bet it right now because I think this game will end up at six to six and a half. I'll I'll take San Francisco at minus four and a half. That's great. All right, next up, the Carolina Panthers, the worst team in the NFL against the and, Miami And bonus Dolphins. points to anybody that can tell me who Brock Landers is. Brock Landers is actually a band. No. Yeah, it is. Well, there might be a band. They just had a new Brock album Landers. come out. So you, no, wait a second. Wait, wait a second. second. You cannot do this where you say, it's not the Brock Landers I'm talking about. Well, I, I don't I don't know. I've never heard of a band called Brock Landers. So I don't know. You're Lester. gonna give I mean, are you talking about the Brock Landers that was like in Strangers from Dating and stupid stuff like that that is gay that nobody should ever watch that's a man? No. It is, it really is. Because I just looked up everything you've been in. I know you're thinking about the big stuff, but and Brock Landers Brock is Landers a fairly is a fictional character. Mm -hmm. I know. And I just I just told you some of the stuff that he was in and you've never heard of it. No, he he Brock Landers. 
was played by Mark Wahlberg in the movie Boogie Nights. Oh. He was a porn star. Of course you watched that because you're a pervert. Um, let's see. Dan's shaking his head and Dan's Dan's got a yield annual subscription to Pornhub. Why do you say that? Because Dan doesn't. Yeah. Robert says the Dolphins. Robert says. Dan, have you ever been on Pornhub? Dolphins' best offense in the league, question mark. The Dolphins aren't the best offense in the league. The 49ers have a better offense than the Dolphins. And the scary thing is the 49ers may have the best defense in the league, too. That makes it kind of scary. All right. Panthers, Dolphins. Dolphins are favored by 14. They can't play defense, but the Panthers can't play offense. So I'm going to go ahead and give the 14 points and take Miami, Steve. What do you think? I, I never like a 14-point spread in the NFL. I, I just think. but I do when the it, Panthers are on the other end. Of it. No, I, I know. I just was going to finish. Um, but if there ever is a time when you feel comfortable doing it, it's this game. I think this is a no-brainer, even at 14 points. Dolphins are a team that I think is going to continue to get better. If they stay healthy, you know, Tagliabue is in Tennessee to get hurt. Tagliabue? Oh, whatever his name is. Tagliatupo, I don't know. I, I, yeah, whatever, you know, Tag or whatever his first name is. I, I don't even know. For the Dolphins quarterback. It's still Dan Mar- to, uh... As far as I'm concerned, it's still Dan Marino, who's doing Doritos commercials now or something. He still hasn't won a Super Bowl. For the rest of the either. bunch of the has-beens. Um, but yeah, 14 points in the Dolphins. It, it's a no-brainer to me. I'm going to Dolphins. All right, Dan, we're gonna make it a sweep, I assume. Yep, Miami. Easy peasy. Carolina sucks. Moving on. Uh, all right, and next up, we've got the Indianapolis Colts against the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is actually a big game in the AFC South. Phew. Um, the Jaguars are favored by four and a half points. And to me, I mean, this could be the Gardner Minshew revenge game, Dan. That's right. He'll be starting because one of the other big injuries that went on this week was to Anthony Richardson. He's going to be out for at least four weeks. He was put on short-term IR. That's a huge blow. That's what happens when you don't get down and you don't protect yourself. Now, that's what happens when you design runs for your quarterback in the NFL. And he's dumb. He doesn't know how to protect himself. Um because, I mean, we see Jalen Hurts do it. Jalen Hurts isn't taking shots. He runs a lot. Lamar Jackson ain't taking shots, yet, and he runs a lot. These guys figure it out eventually. Richardson will get there. It took Cam Newton. No, he won't. He will out. not get there because he's not good enough like Lamar Jackson to actually last that long in the league to figure it out. I'm going to take Indianapolis in this game. Um, I don't like this line. If it was lower than four and a half, maybe I would go with Jacksonville. Um, but even though they beat Buffalo and they had a complete game doing so, offense went off, Etienne went off, uh, Ridley went off. They had a good game against Buffalo. I can't front, but I think, as Mike, you said last week when you picked uh, the Jaguars, I think that's more because of the London thing, the traveling, and they were there for a couple of weeks, so they didn't have to worry about shit. So that was an yeah. amazing pick by me too, wasn't it, Dan? It was an amazing pick, genius. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't go along with it. I was foolish, but uh, stroking you aside, what? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Indy in this one. Oh, well, thank you, Dan. I appreciate a good stroke. Um, all right, the Colts at the Jaguars, Steve. Um. Uh, you know, I'm I'm proud of my boys. I I, I like the Colts a lot, um, just because I'm a Colts fan. I mean, I, I'm a I'm a, I'm a homer gomer. There's no doubt. Uh, I think their running game's gotten only better with Jonathan Taylor coming back. He seems happy with a 14 million dollar a year contract. Robert wants to know if he's allowed to say the Dolts. Yeah, please do. They are the Dolts right now. You know, they, they've been the Dolts since Peyton Manning quit. Man. Um, well, really? no, actually, Andrew Luck was pretty good too. But Peyton Manning you know, didn't quit; they cut him. They will be no they will be the adults as long as Ursay owns the football team, and cool. you know he does a lot of nice things for the community. But aside from that, I know those DUIs—they really give back. Those are old, Mike. Showing up at their drive-through, yeah. 
Well, when you have like a you pound know, of my, crack on you and some alcohol that you're drinking, I mean, that's all right. people make big mistakes in their no, they lifetimes. Don't. Look at no, your they wife. No, they Look don't. at the oh! dumb mistake she made. What dumb mistake was that? Marrying you. Yeah, right. At least my wife didn't marry somebody six foot eight with a head the size of a freaking rhinoceros. Chris. That yeah. wears a Colts jersey all the time. All right. And is okay. touching himself right now while he's talking on the show. Oh, both hands are right here. <laughs> they are now. Um, <laughs> I, I tell you what, I, I once again I want the Colts to win, and I'm thrilled to death they won last week, even though <sighs> I picked against them. I'm going to go with the Jags in this game at minus four and a half. Um, I think the Jags are still on paper a little bit better football team. I like Garner Minshew. I actually like Garner Minshew as their starting quarterback. I, I think he's going to – like he's a gamer. Um, he's a gamer for periods of time, but I think Trevor Lawrence is coming on. Uh, Zach Moss ha- needs to have another 130-yard game. Um, and the Colts defense has got to continue to step up. A lot of ifs for the Colts. If, they, if all the ifs come true – Colts win this game, but there's a lot of ifs to come true. Yeah. I'm going to take Jaguar and give up the four and a half points. All right. Here. The truth here is this. You're right. If Zach Morris gets 130 yards, they win, or Zach Moss. But he's yeah. not because the Jaguars' defense is legit good against the run. And they've already proven earlier in the season they can't cover Trevor, Trevor Lawrence's weapons. To me, no brainer. I'm going to take the Jags minus four and a half. That brings us to the New Orleans Saints, favored by two and a half. At Houston, Dan. Saints minus two and a half. I don't know how I feel about that, only because I like the the way Houston's been playing the last few weeks. I like what I've been seeing from Stroud. Stroud is clearly, at least thus far, uh, the best rookie quarterback and one of the best rookie offensive players in this class. Would you like to repeat that? Because I told you that's what would happen at the start. Oh, I didn't doubt you. I never said Stroud was butt. Um, we we when we were leading up to the draft, you and I were singing Stroud's praises. You were a huge fan of Stroud going into this past college, uh, last year's college season. So it's you know this isn't a surprise by any stretch, especially on this show between you and I. But I'm just a little surprised how good he's playing with the team around him. Their offensive line has been having injury problems. Nico Collins is his top receiver. Uh, Damian Pierce isn't really setting the world on fire as a running back right now. They can't really run the ball that efficiently. They're trying. They give him the rock, but it's just it's not working out. So the fact that he's playing so well is a pleasant surprise. And the fact that Houston in a crappy division might actually be relevant is something I'm excited to potentially see, but I'm going to take New Orleans in this game. Um, they're just overall the better team, and I think they're just going to. I think the big thing here will be their their running backs. Alvin Kamara looks healthy. They've been giving him the rock. I think they'll be all right. And this is it's a little surprising that it's so low. Actually, I thought it'd be at least minus three or something. All right, I'm going to take the Texans. I think they shored up their defense a little bit against the run in Atlanta because I thought Atlanta would be able to run the ball much better on them what they did. I think the Saints' <laughs> offensive line is questionable. But I think the big thing here is C.J. Stroud is really good. With weapons or no weapons, he's really good. I'm going to take C.J. Stroud to win this game. Okay, Steve. Hey, Mike, quit reading sporting news as time capsules on the games, okay? Right. Just don't just don't plagiarize and read them. What are you, you talking know, Try about? to have your own opinion. What is my uh, own what opinion? Doing, no, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to Mike, and I'm seeing exactly what sporting news. You are? Because actually, actually, I hate to tell you this. Word for word. I'm on this. Oh, word for word. It says the Saints are riding the running of Alvin Kamara. up a little bit on their defense in the run against Atlanta. Yeah, word for word. Anyway. I think their offensive line is questionable. Is that yeah, what it okay. says? All right. Uh, and then how yeah, much did they that. say about CJ? The Str- blocking oh. is still a big questionable. So anyway, beside that, mm. uh, I'm, I, okay. I so uh, what you're saying is, I think what you're Derek saying Carr is, wait a second, is, uh, no, is coming hey, on. asshole, why don't you shut the fuck up for a minute? 
I'm sitting here, I'm saying this because I watched the game and they did better against the defense than I thought they would. I said that the offensive lines was struggling. And then I talked about C.J. Stroud for a minute. When I look at this article, there's hardly anything about C.J. Stroud. And it's not word for word what I said. So just because you sit there and read shit so you can make a fucking somewhat coherent pick is not my fucking problem. Go ahead. Woo, shots fired. Um, I'll, I think Derek Carr's playing a little bit better each game. Uh, Kamara is back as much as you're going to expect. Uh, I like the Saints in this game, and uh, I'll give up two and a half and take Saints. All right. Dan, did you pick us? Mike, if you ever yell at me again, you and I are going to have at it. And that's bullshit. Anytime you want to go, we can have at it. You're going to be Palestine and I'm going to be Israel. Nice. I hate to tell you this. I hate to tell you this, but once again, your lack of knowledge of political events is fucking amazing, too. It's Hamas that did the bombing. Not every Palestinian is Hamas. Did you know that? Hamas is a terrorist organization. If you were aware, why would you make that stupid ass comment? The Patriots at the Raiders, Steve. Raiders minus three. Um, yeah. You know, Raiders, uh, what's his name is back. Uh, now you got me all flustered. That's your boy. Yeah. Um, Garoppolo. You know, look good last last game Monday night. Um, I'm gonna take the Raiders in this one. Give up the three points. I'll let you guys hammer out all the details. I'm pissed off. Vegas, I run your fucking mouth and speak about <laughs> shit you don't know. But go ahead, Dan. I'm gonna take the Raiders. Um, let me just put it very simply: New England is bad, very very bad. They probably should have lost that game to the Jets. Uh, they got some voodoo magic over them. The only reason they they beat the Jets every year, 15 or 16 or 17 straight. But this team sucks, and it's really depressing. And you would think, oh, it's a Bill Belichick team. Maybe if the offense is struggling, maybe the defense is good. Well, you know, the offense is 32nd in scoring. They're in, in the low 20s in every statistical output offensively. And their defense isn't much better. They're in the 20s in almost every category. They can't get sacks. They aren't getting turnovers. They can't do diddly-poo. This team might win four games this year. And, I mean, at some point, when are we going to see Mac Jones on the bench and Bailey Zappi as a full-time starter? I think Bailey Zappi? Did you sign him? He can't be worse. Than no, I mean, Zappi. they resign him because they cut him at one point. Yeah, didn't he play for them like last week or something? Yeah, like that? well, I don't know. Hell, <laughs> nobody pays attention to the Patriots anymore. It's like the XFL. Yeah, and so, I mean, so I bad. don't know if they could win the XFL championship. The interesting here is Josh McDaniels is going to play Bill Belichick, and that does give me some pause for concern because Belichick is, you know, or was the man. I think we found out Belichick's inability to draft over the last few years has been really for the last decade has cost him dearly. Ooh, we saw the Raiders play and it's at Las Vegas. I'm going to take the Raiders. I'm going to give the three points that brings us to a rematch of the 1975 NFC divisional playoff game, Dan, as the Cardinals face the Rams. The Rams won that divisional matchup, just so you know, 35 to, I believe it was like 23 in 1975. You can look that up. Too. The Rams are favored by six, Dan. And I'll tell you, Josh Dobbs has still surprised me by how he's played. He hasn't been terrible because I expected atrocious. Oh, yeah, he hasn't been awful. But answer me this. Am I missing something with the Rams? Is this... They're the year they went to the Super Bowl or something, because this line is a little freaky and a little fishy to me. I'm not a fan of minus six. And yeah, but Dan, elsewhere, what about this? I mean, seven. because don't we have? Are you saying the line's too low or too high? I think okay. the line is too high. I don't think. But, but what I think is this: bad. I mean, the Rams' offense has a lot of weapons like the Bengals, and the Bengals torched them last week. And I think you've got Cooper Cup back, right? 
Yep. So with Cub, Cub had a big Akua, week or whatever the hell his name is and Atwell. I mean, I could see why this is six. I could actually see it maybe being a little bit bigger, but I think the Cardinals overall haven't played bad for the complete lack of talent they have. That's what I'm saying. Considering that they're not that good talent wise, I'm a little surprised this line starting out is so high. Um, normally these minus six, minus sevens are reserved for really good teams playing against really bad teams. And that's not this. This feels a little weird. I'm going to take Arizona. I might be absolutely positively wrong and they get blown out. Um, especially with, with Connor, their running back, uh, being out this week. Fuck it. You know, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go with the Rams. Screw it. I, I lied. I'm taking the Rams. Change my mind. So you're picking the Rams. I'm picking the Rams. I'm doing it. Doing it live. All right. Okay. You're doing it and doing it and doing it well. Steve, go ahead. Yeah, I'm a, I think Cooper Cup's elevating everybody's mental spirit on this football team, uh, getting him back. He played well. Uh, this Puka Nakua guy, he's kind of the darling of uh, Los Angeles right now out here, um, playing extremely well. I think he's elevating um, Stafford to play better. Um, Aaron Donald's uh, solidifying the defense and get the whole team's the whole mentality of Los Angeles around the Rams and the Rams itself. Everybody's a little more pumped up about it, and they're playing better football. Um, six points when I first looked at it scared me, uh, but um, for all the reasons said, I, I think Mike, you're right. It's six points is maybe even going to end up being a little low in this game. So uh, I'm going to go with the Rams in this one as well. Yeah, I'm definitely taking the Rams. They've got way too many weapons. And you got Aaron Donald on the defensive line in L.A. So that means that Josh Dobbs is probably going to be running for his life most of the night. <laughs> Next up, we've got the Philadelphia Eagles, favored by six and a half at the New York Jets, Steve. I can't believe this game's only six and a half points. I think the Eagles are for real. Um, uh, you know, yeah, I – I'll let you guys iron it out here. Um, I, but I think the six and a half is really a low spread in this game. I think the Eagles cover this one easily. And uh, the Jets are living on borrowed time without uh, a quarterback. I know they built everything around Aaron Rodgers and uh, they don't have him. Um, I don't know that Aaron Rodgers would have made a lot of difference, but they built their offense around him and built the team spirit around him. Now they don't have him. I like the Eagles. I like everything about the Eagles. They're one of the two last undefeated teams in the NFL, and I think they're going to stay that way this week. I'll take the Eagles, give up the six and a half. So my only question is, is this, though. Does the Eagles' schedule and who they've played cause any concern? Because, I mean, they struggled with the Patriots. They struggled to beat the Commanders. Um, they did handle the Bucks pretty decent. I mean, they struggled for a lot of the game against the Rams, Dan. So, oh, well, Mike, I, before before you move on, can I ask you a question? And the Vikings. What? Expand on that because the one factor you got to take into consideration is they did struggle a lot of those games, but they won them all. But they struggled. And I the thing is this, there, there's no doubt. So is, is this a dirty team that finds a way to win? Well, no. What, what, what I think is this. I think – I think Are they this just makes, playing four, four teams? I think this makes this team more dangerous. They're not playing well, but they're still winning. I mean, if you remember last year when the Bengals had like an 11-game winning streak, they didn't really play well through all 11 games, but they figured out a way to win, and then they started blowing people out. And right now, the teams that look like the 49ers look really hot right now. And I'm not saying they won't stay that way and they won't win the Super Bowl, but a lot of things happen between now and January. And to me, the Eagles are almost more dangerous because they're not playing well right now because they're going to get progressively better. Mm -hmm. With that being said, I'm going to take the Jets and the six and a half points here. Mm. Oh, wow. You threw a, threw a wrench there. I was well, not I, I'm going to take it because yeah, of this. I didn't expect to hear that. I, I'm going to take it because like. of this. Zach Wilson's playing all right right now. The fans are jacked up. The Eagles are on a streak. Nobody wins every game they play. And the other thing you've got to look at here is this. After this Jets game, the Eagles host the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be a big game. And they're coming off going all the way to the West Coast, beating the Rams on the road. Now they've got to come all the way back to the East Coast, which they were going to have to do anyways. 
but they've got to play a Jets team that's going to be fired up to play this game. And they're probably, you have to be looking, because I'm looking forward to Miami at Philadelphia on October the 22nd. So I think this is one of those things where I normally wouldn't pick the Jets to win this game. But I think that this is a game where you may be seeing a little bit of a letdown. Hmm. And you're coming off. I mean, I watched them struggle with the commanders. I've watched them struggle with everybody but Tampa Bay. I mean, they struggled at home against Minnesota. I think it was, what, week two. So I I just think they're going to hit a bump. They're going to lose this game. And I think they may lose to the Dolphins. I don't think they'll lose to the Dolphins. I don't think the Dolphins have the defense to play with them. But if you look at it, looking further ahead, the Eagles have a very tough schedule. Because Mm -hmm. you're going to get, I I don't know that we can count the Cowboys as tough. But you've got the Cowboys, a divisional game. Then you go to Kansas City. You host Buffalo. Mm-hmm. You host San Francisco. Rough. You host Dallas. Mm-hmm. You go to Seattle, which is not a terrible team. And then you finish the season with three easy wins because you get to play the Giants, two out of the three in the Cardinals. But there's going to come a time here where they've got to pick it up. I'm just taking the Jets just because I think this is a spot, and it's similar to why I picked the Jaguars against the Bills last year or last week with a similar spread, and then I was mocked. And then I was right. Dan? Uh, I'm going to go with Philadelphia in this one. Um, being in New York, seeing Jets games on TV every week, this this team's, this team's good. Their quarterback's not good. And I know he's had a couple of good weeks. He's giving Jets fans hope, like I said earlier. But are they really going to run for you know 200 yards as a team on Philly? That I'm not too sure about. A uh, couple of question marks on Philadelphia's defense. Darius Slay did not practice today. Uh, he's got an ab, uh, an ab injury or something like that. He's questionable for this week, as is Cox. Uh, Fletcher hey, Cox. watch your language on air. Fletcher Cox is, uh, is also questionable. And when asked, um, their head coach was more like, yeah. Sue Ryan was like, yeah, we'll see if he plays this week. Maybe he's being coy, and he knows Cox will be there. Would uh, you stop it? But do you think they can win without their Cox? I think they can win without Cox on, uh, out there. I really do. And uh, they've got a lot of depth on the inside, which is where, where he thrives. So um, I think they'd be fine without Cox, with or without their. So what do you think, Steve? Do you think that the Eagles will be fine without their Cox, or do you think it will have any kind of impact? I think to win in the NFL, you've got to have Cox. <laughs> They got, they got, a, they got, they got good cocks. They got a big one. They don't I mean, have <laughs> there gonna, it is. It might, it might, all I can say is if they don't have cocks, they're going to blow it. <laughs> okay, uh, I get it. It's a little play on words. All right, um, next up. Why do we keep getting? We got a break last week, but why do we get the New York Giants on national TV every week? I mean, it's not like they were dominant it's last New year. York. It's, oh, it's oh. the biggest market in the NFL. It's, I don't it's, care. They suck. Well, the, the NFL cares. They, they sell No, they don't, because I guarantee you their ratings are going to be crap for this game. And this is a double New York game anyway, so it's got oh, implications. But go ahead. It has I'll, no implications because it's the I Giants know. and the Bills. Small <laughs> market against a terrible team. Um, it's 14 and a half. The Bills better cover this. Hopefully, I mean, the only way they can make this game watchable is if we got a surprise October snowstorm in Buffalo. That would be the only thing to make the game watchable. So, Steve, I'm going to just go ahead. This is a rematch of Super Bowl 25, too. Do you know who won that game, Dan? The Giants. Giants. What was the score? Uh, 17 to 10. You're a communist. It was 20 to 19. How can Scott Norwood miss a field goal to lose the Super Bowl by seven points? Go ahead, Steve. I'm sorry for the imbecile. That's okay. Uh, I, I tell you what, again, it goes back to, I, I never like a 14 and a half point spread in the NFL. Again, I keep harping on it. I just think double digit spreads are Yeah, but you always, keep picking the team favored by 14 and a half, right? I know. It, it's dangerous, but I, I think this is a another one of those no-brainer dangerous. Giants just need cocks because they suck. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, 
<laughs> you almost killed Dan on air. Which would have been, that would have been awesome for ratings and for the future of the network, but it would have been sad at the same time. You can't just say you can't just throw cocks out there while I'm while I'm drinking, right? <laughs> oh, you gotta have you can't if you got balls. Gross. Moving on. <laughs> All right, Dan. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna give up the 14 and a half and take the bills in this one. I I you know, I know Shaquan Barkley's hurting a little bit, but I think Saquon Barkley. Huh? Saquon Barkley. Saquon, not Shaquan. Shaquan, 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 Shaquan Barkley. I don't know. Um, Let's call him Chaka Khan. Nice. I, I just, you know, Daniel Jones is hurting. Um, I, I, everything about the Giants is hurting. Mm -hmm. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 Mike, I'm gonna defer to you. I'm gonna get take the bills and give up to 14 and a half. Low. All right, all right, all right. So, we got our picks in. Dan, did you pick yours yet? Uh, I did not, but I'm also gonna take Buffalo. Uh, the Giants are dealing with a ton of injuries. To key guys, Dan Jones is questionable with a neck injury. Oh, that could be good for him now. <laughs> well, let's talk of Cox out here, but uh, but uh, Jones has got a neck injury. If maybe if, they can trade for Cox, if he's not a hundred percent, I don't know if you can play your starting quarterback with a neck injury. That only could lead to worse injuries. Uh, Whiteout, uh, Wandale Robinson, knee injury. He's questionable all of a sudden. Andrew Thomas, their left tackle, is still out with a hammy. Darren Waller with a groin, Saquon Barkley with an ankle, who's been out. Just It's just too much. And I think the Bills will be out for blood. They're at home. It's, it's going to get ugly. It's going to get really ugly. I'm going to take Buffalo. Is this a Sunday night game? Monday night. It says Sunday night here. Sunday night. I think the Chargers-Cowboys is Monday night. Oh, yeah, this is a Sunday game. I'll definitely put those games in the wrong order. Then. That's all right. That's that's the episode one of the uh, first reunion of uh, Real Housewives of New York. I know what I'm watching Sunday night. Awful. Okay, so let me share this with you guys. All right, anybody got anything they want to discuss before we wrap it up? While Dan, no, there's a great something. movie. I think it's called Dogs or something. It's a it's an R-rated uh, movie. Kind of one of those deals. Will Ferrell's the voice of the lead dog. And it's hilarious. You gotta watch it. I don't like Will Ferrell. Okay. Well, there's a lot of guys in it. I think Jamie Foxx is in it. It's just their voices that are in it, but it, it's a cute movie. It's on uh, Paramount, actually. All right, there we go. Straight for Kansas City, Cincinnati, Detroit, and Baltimore. Dan, this is gonna be a make or break week for you. This is a big week. So you and I, Mike, differ on on the Cowboys Chargers. Uh, Commanders, Falcons, Bears, Vikings, Colts, Jags, Saints, Texans, and Eagles, Jets. One of us is going to be absolutely disgusted. On or we'll end up three and three, and it'll just be in the same place it is right now. I go all or nothing over here because I'm like beating both of you guys' asses. I'm up three on you, four on Did speed. Dan pass me? Yes, yeah. By how many he, games? He's a game ahead of you now. He's three oh, behind, you're four behind. So I'm totally out of the conversation because I'm just one game behind Dan, right? Yeah, yeah just like Dan Dan was totally out last week when he was in last. So Well, we still talked about him, though. The pendulum swing. We talked about you, too. That's why I said you're four games back. But yeah. Of you. And your Dodgers are about to get swept tonight. But They are. Yeah, match. they're they're done. They're toast. That's cool. All right. Yeah. Anybody well, got you anything know what? else? They, they, they aren't going to get pitching, and they're going to rely on bats. Bats are an iffy thing in Major League Baseball. I tell you what, I've well I've look at that. it. I mean, well, unless you're the big red machine, this guy almost so many every bats. series. No, because in 1973, the big red machine won like 99 or 100 games, and they yeah. played the New York Mets, who I think were 82 and 80, and the Mets had Seaver and Kuzman, and That's actually the, the Mets won it all, didn't they? No, the Mets lost in seven games to the Oakland A's. 1969 okay. is when they upset the yeah, Braves they, yeah, in the playoffs the and beat yeah. the Baltimore Orioles. I remember they were in the World Series in 73, but yeah. Yeah, because they were in it, and I think the A's won close to 100 also, and they took yeah, the A's seven games and tennis just because Seaver and Kuzman. Catfish and Fingers and Vida. That's when the, that's when Sal the A's Sal Bando. Were. You ever hear of huh? Sal Bando, Dan? Sal Bando, third baseman, wasn't he? Yeah, Bill North. Yeah, they were good. Uh, who was the long-haired guy? 
Oh, what did your Pete Lecoq? There was a Pete Lecoq on the team. Watch your language, Steve. I'll tell you what. Steve's like a Steve's like a freaking eight-year-old. As soon as somebody makes a cock joke, he's got he's got to stretch it out as long as he can. Mike, was there a Pete Lecoq on that team that played outfield? Yeah, don't. There might have been. I don't know if he was still there then or not, but I will find out. I've got a number two too. Matter of fact, I think Pete Lecoq was Peter Marshall. No, who? One of them was Peter Marshall's son. Peter Marshall was the host of Hollywood Squares. I remember Peter Marshall in Hollywood Squares. Yeah, his son played for the A's too. Mm. No, he, he never Lecoq. played for the A's. He didn't? Who'd he play for? He played for the Cubs from 72 to 76. He played for the Royals from 77 to 1980. Then he played for the name? Yokohama Tayo Wales in 1981. What was his name? Pete Lecoq. Pete Lecoq. Never played for the A's? No, he played for the Royals. I think you were thinking of the Royals because those were the years the Royals in 76, 77, 78, yeah, and 80 made the playoffs every year. The shortstop they had, the Royals. Um, Freddie Patek? Freddie Patek, and then they had uh, Frank George White Brett at second third. base, George Brett at third. Quisenberry, the underhanded pitcher. Amos Otis, Hal McRae. Amos All right, Otis, this yeah. is for a baseball show, Steve. I yeah. Know. We need to do an 80s baseball show. Oh, I'd, love 70s. It. I'd love it. I'll have to get John Responding on there. All right. We've really got to wrap this up because I really got a number two. All right. <laughs> Remember this. Like, subscribe on YouTube. Hit the bell notification. Click on BetMGM for the best sports book for betting on the NFL this season. Follow us at Grilling Truth on Twitter. You can follow Dan at DB Talking Sports. D is in Dan, B is in Bob. You can follow Steve Risley at srizzly34. You can follow me at Grilling Truth. But for now, for Dan Kornhauser, Steve Risley, I'm Mike Goodpass. You've been watching and listening to the Grilling Truth, where the legends peak. <laughs>